Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 Show. It's been a weekend. We're back on a Monday. We were also here for the Raiderland. The Raiderland's over, though. It's now the Rob Bro Show. Welcome in. I am the host. You are the co-host. Text into the show 806-855-3712. Again, the text line 806-855-3712. It is overreaction Monday. If you have an overreaction, send it to me. Surely no one is overreacting to the 40-point quarter that the Dallas Cowboys hung up on the Indianapolis Colts, who just nearly beat the Philadelphia Eagles a few weeks ago. Surely nobody is looking at those two games and saying one team put the hammer down in the fourth quarter and one team let the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, the 4-8 and eight Indianapolis Colts hang around until the final drive where they finally, finally beat them by one point. Surely nobody is overreacting to the fact that the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers with no Jimmy G both looked better than the Philadelphia Eagles on a day when the Philadelphia Eagles looked really good against the Titans. The NFC all of a sudden has three really good teams at the top. And surely no one is overreacting at the fact that Brock Purdy is now QB1 in San Francisco. Out for the year. Jimmy G, man, out for the year. They were really coming together. Now, Brock Purdy beat the Dolphins. Came in early, beat the Dolphins. That is a sight to see. And is there enough around Brock Purdy, just like at Iowa State, where he can just facilitate? If he doesn't Purdy himself, can the 49ers remain viable? Can Brock Purdy avoid the Purdy play? Oh, pump fake Purdy. Can he avoid... The spinning throwaway fumble interception that he seemed to have. And not just like big moments, but just like a first quarter in every Big 12 game. Just like some really bad play early. Can he avoid that? I don't know. 
Will they go get another quarterback? Do they trust Brock Purdy to be the guy? If Baker Mayfield is indeed released by the Panthers, do the 49ers pick up Baker Mayfield? Who would you rather have, Brock Purdy or Baker Mayfield? It's Overreaction Monday, 806-855-3712. I expect and hope there are some Dallas Cowboys overreactions because they look like a Super Bowl team. Not a Super Bowl winning team, just a Super Bowl team. This weekend. All right, let's go to the text. Prediction on Shuck decision. Is this a question? There's no punctuation. I'm not always a punctuation guy on texting, but if it's a question, put a question mark. Prediction on Shuck decision. I think Tyler Shuck, barring an incredible effort in a bowl game, is in college football next year. Donovan has entered the portal. Yes, I saw that. We will talk about it. Up next, Smith in the portal. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we saw that. Where do you think Smith goes? Our oh great offensive opinionists. You know, I appreciate the texter. Uh, respecting me in that way. I think there's a couple of options for Donovan Smith. Red Raider Sports uh, was talking about some options. I think those are fine options. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna skirt their paywall and tell you what they're talking about. If you want to go find it, you can. I I I do think that there's one obvious place that. Donovan Smith could go and be successful. Louisiana Tech. Donovan could go to that conference with Sonny Cumbie and already know the playbook and win that job and be really good at Louisiana Tech. I think that is the number one best option for Donovan Smith. Now, Does Donovan want to be a power five starting quarterback? If he's in the transfer portal, it's because he wants to be a starting quarterback. Does he want to find a power five position? Because if you think about it, he learned a brand new playbook as a senior in high school to go play at Friendship. He learned a brand new playbook as a freshman with David Yost. He learned a brand new playbook as a sophomore with Sonny Cumbie. He learned a brand new playbook for Zach Kitley. The kid has learned a new playbook every single year. Can he do it again? Yes, he could. Or he could go back and slip into Sonny Cumbie's system where he looked good. Much better than the other two quarterbacks who ran it that season. When you talk about fits and when you talk about like a glove, Sonny Cumbie's perfect quarterback is Donovan Smith. The things they can do in the red zone. You look at the blueprint like Iowa State. 
You look at the blueprint like that second half against Mississippi State. Did he look good against Oklahoma State in that offense? No, but that was the best defense in the country that year. How many Oklahoma State defenses are in Conference USA or wherever Louisiana Tech plays? I'll answer zero. Zero. If I was in Donovan Smith's corner, I would say go where you're appreciated, go where you're valued, and you would be both at Louisiana Tech and probably be the best quarterback at Louisiana Tech in a long time. Do I think that Donovan Smith has to go down a level to be successful? No. He could certainly find a Power 5 job. And he will be a coveted transfer with the tape he put on display in Lubbock. Did he have issues? Yes. Did the good outweigh the bad? 100%. And you know what else you're getting with Donovan Smith? A damn good leader. Very impressed with Donovan Smith and his run at Texas Tech. But sometimes, sometimes it's better to move on. And I don't know that it's better for Texas Tech for Donovan to move on. I frankly don't think it is. But it's probably best for Donovan Smith to move on. If he wants to be the starter and play quarterback and not be a gimmick, which he would excel at at Texas Tech, and I would love it selfishly. But if he wants to go play 60, 70, 80 snaps at quarterback a game, he's just not going to do it at Texas Tech. At least not over the other two guys. This on Overreaction Monday, Baker Mayfield will lead San Francisco to a Super Bowl and win it over Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City 61 to 58. Oh man. How about them Bengals? Who day? Joe Burrow being Patrick Mahomes' kryptonite is something I did not see. Now, Patrick Mahomes was not the reason they lost that game this weekend. You had a brutal fumble by the best tight end to ever play the game. And you just didn't get many stops. You didn't get stopped, except for that. Overreaction Monday, Kansas City's defense is not good enough right now to win a Super Bowl. Good thing they have the one guy who can erase a bunch of defensive problems and has in his career, but you're not going to win a bunch of NFL games with a style like that. By the way, Samaje Pirine, what a what a resurrection that guy's had in his career. That dude has always run hard. When he went to Washington out of Oklahoma, I thought he would win Rookie of the Year because in that era, you know, five, six, seven years ago, whenever it was, running backs were just entering the league and winning Rookie of the Year because it was a really good time to be a rookie running back. Zeke, Kareem. I thought Samaje was going to be really good 
And he's finally found a place that just says, hey, run straight. I can't believe nobody's used him like that. And now he's fresh at the tail end of his career. Good for him. Uh, bad for Kansas City this weekend. We've got more texts. We'll get them on the other side. This is the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. If you want to text in on Overreaction Monday, you can. 806-855-3712. We'll be back after this on Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports Overreaction Monday. The Dallas Cowboys are winning the next five Super Bowls. That's off the text line. I'm not saying that. Could be, though. Texter also says Was I mistaken in seeing Baker Mayfield to the 49ers? No. It's not happened yet. But the Panthers are looking into releasing him, or at least they were this morning. If they do release him, the next guy up that hasn't been taken, right? Or is a, he'd be the best available quarterback to grab for a team that just lost their starter. It makes sense that he would go to the Niners. Welcoming your soon-to-be national champions and new soon-to-be Big 12 Conference champions, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. That was uh, overreaction Monday. New was supposed to go before. I got you. New Big 12. And uh, he's saying that's not an overreaction. Sorry. Not an overreaction. And he's not a homer. He's just uh, Nostradamus. So, thanks for Nostradamus for joining in. What's really good about the wording of this text is that he just says soon. And soon is relative. You know, soon for a a 96-year-old man might be tomorrow. But soon for a child could be in 90 years. There should be a rule in place where players can't transfer within the conference. Raider 316. I disagree. I disagree. I think if you're going to have it, have it. If you're going to allow players to transfer, allow players to transfer. If you're Oklahoma State and you don't want a player going to Oklahoma, offer them an NIL deal. If Oklahoma can outpay you, They can outpay you. And they're going to have to deal with that consequence when they're just paying players just to get them on campus. Did that work for USC? Well, yeah. They might have a Heisman Trophy winner. They probably have a Blitnikoff winner. But They didn't win the Pac-12, and they aren't in the playoff. Go to USC. Have individual success. Get paid for it. 
pretty good selling point. Or you could go to Utah and buy into the team and win championships. That's up to the player. That's up to the player to decide. Go to Oklahoma, accept your NIL money, or go to Oklahoma State, buy into the program. That's what Mike Gundy hopes happens. That's what he's always done. That's what he'll always do. I think Joey McGuire had some really lucid comments on Dallas radio last week. I believe, I believe he was on the ticket. I don't want to misquote it, but I, I think he was on the ticket last week. And he said, basically, if you want to see who is being recorded in the transfer portal, recruited in the transfer portal of guys on your roster, go look and see who's following them. And a bunch of other schools are following your best players and your coaches are probably following other schools' best players. The transfer portal, NIL, that means recruiting never stops. And Joey could have stopped there. He could have. But I think why Joey McGuire is such a good recruiter and such a good relationship builder and why I think Texas Tech will be fine in the transfer portal and otherwise is because of how he ended the interview saying, you have to recruit your own roster continually and I juxtapose that with Mike Gundy's comments from last week saying responding to a direct question saying will you talk to the guys after the season and Gundy says no Gundy doesn't do exit interviews Gundy's not talking to anybody Gundy's not recruiting his roster he straight up said those guys have representation they, they'll talk to their families, make whatever decision they want to make, and move on. I am really, really glad that the Joey McGuire mindset is in Lubbock and not the Mike Gundy mindset. Well, Mike Gundy's won, and he wins 10 games over here. Okay. Mike Gundy's way does not work anymore. It worked last year. Well, last year might as well have been 10 years ago, people. Mike Gundy will not play for another Big 12 title at Oklahoma State. That's my overreaction Monday. He might not ever win 10 games again. He'll be good enough. Just straight up good enough. He will not, in the new world, be successful. You have to adapt. Nick Saban is a really good example of a great coach. And not because he wins. It's because he adapts. And because he hires... Quality coaches and head coaches and guys who want more to be his assistants. If you remember back, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, when Mike Leach and 
Nick Saban were having a war of words in the public eye because Nick Saban thought that was bad football to run that many possessions. And to have a wide open tempo offense all the time was bad football. Then Nick Saban and Alabama got passed up a little bit and weren't winning as quite a big margins as they could have. So what did Nick Saban do? He hired Lane Kiffin and opened up the offense and got a pro-style offense and then got a college-style offense and then went full bore and was running a ton of plays and they won more national championships. Before this season, Nick Saban was begging for an NIL initiative. In his own way. Nick Saban adapts. And Nick Saban will give you the coach speak and all that stuff in public. But you know that guy is recruiting. And recruiting his roster. And recruiting everybody else's rosters because he's Nick Saban. Mike Gundy is not Nick Saban. Mike Gundy is Mike Gundy and Mike Gundy will always be Mike Gundy. Nick Saban evolves. And hires good coaches. I don't know how long Nick Saban's going to coach, but he will always be there. This off the text line, Rob. Should Reggie Bush get his Heisman Trophy back in light of NIL deals now? I, I mean, did it ever get taken away? I'm sure he just cast uh, another one. Like, does it matter? I mean, yes. It should have never been taken away. But that was a rule then, and they broke the rule then. So I, I don't know that it matters much now. I a, a little interesting in that respect. All right, we'll take the break here. We've got more text stacking up. We've got more examples of coaches adapting. We've got Mike Gundy text we'll do it after the break it's overreaction monday if you have an overreaction good or bad you can send it in 806-855-3712 we'll be back after this on the rob rose show talk 103.9 news money sports Three point nine. Welcome back. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. The Mike Gundy comments about the portal are the equivalent to Matt Wells being asked what he likes about Lubbock. In a lot of ways, yes, because it shows he's out of touch. Matt Wells is out of touch with Lubbock. Gundy's just out of touch with college football. I think that's worse. But Matt Wells was four and eight and four and six in his first two seasons leading up to that point. And about to, or just got housed by TCU, I think, 
or going into the TCU game maybe was when that happened. I don't remember exactly, but it was bad. And then to be incredibly flat, it just, man. Both bad looks. But Matt Wells could have coached in Lubbock longer and learned. I think if you would have hired Joey McGuire or his equivalent that Matt Rule did and said, Hey, Matt, if you want to stay here another year, you have to recruit high school players. This guy's going to do it for you. Matt Wells probably would have been fine. And by fine, I mean six and six, seven and five, and that kind of fine. Certainly not as good as what you have now in this staff. But Matt Wells probably could have been reasoned with. Gundy, I don't think can be reasoned with. I don't. I would be really surprised if Mike Gundy is in Stillwater coaching his alma mater in three seasons. And that's really bad timing for Oklahoma State. Really bad. You have to be in a position of strength going into the Big 12, the new Big 12. TCU, position of strength. Texas Tech, position of strength. Baylor? They just won a Big 12 title, but they don't look particularly strong, do they? Now, they're still recruiting well. So I don't know. But Oklahoma State just lost a multi-year starter. 96 tackles, 16 tackles for loss. Into the portal. Baylor is going to lose some really good players in the portal. Donovan Smith just entered the portal, but he's QB3, right? Just, Just being honest here. Now, if some legitimate starters enter the portal, guys that have started multiple years, then I think you start to worry about the program. But if it's a guy who hasn't played much, he's going to go look for greener pastures, and you probably have more better players coming in. Oklahoma State does not have any better players than that linebacker slash safety that into the portal. They don't, and they don't have better players coming in. But that guy knows he has zero opportunities with this head coach and NIL marketing. Zero. All the things people say about Lubbock are true in Stillwater. They aren't true in Lubbock. They're true in Stillwater. It's in the middle of nowhere. Nobody cares. You can't build a brand there. Like, who's arguing that right now? It's not a desert. Personally, I think Stillwater's a great college town. But the head coach does not believe in that way to build a program. And he's going to lose good players because of it. This off the text line, Andy Reid adapted. Yes, he did. It's much easier to adapt when you have Patrick Mahomes.
I I think this transfer portal season is going to be interesting. Obviously, duh. <laughs> that was really dumb. I think it's going to be interesting in a lot of ways. I think for Texas Tech, you're going to lose a lot of Matt Wells guys. And by a lot, I don't I don't know what that means. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, it's all relative. I don't think you'll lose any anybody that's expected to start next year. I am not certain about the quarterback position either. I'm really not. But I do think right now from what I've heard and what I've been led to believe that Tyler Shuck is in. What that means for everyone else, I do not know. I know Donovan Smith is in the portal and will not return. He can return. I I doubt he does. And I would assume he'll announce fairly quickly. But as we discussed on the Raiderland, there are guys that can wait and there are guys that need to go quickly. Baron Morton is a guy who can wait. Tyler Shuck is a guy who can wait. If it's Tyler Shuck and Baron Morton in spring football and one of them takes a giant leap forward and just absolutely wins the job, hands down, and the coaches sit him down and say, hey, man, this guy is better than you. One of them might leave. Or if they're really close, the coaches can say, hey, you know, y'all can have a fall camp or – you know, Tyler will start this year and you have the keys to the kingdom for the next two. There are a lot of conversations that can happen in the quarterback room now, after the bowl, after spring football, after fall camp. It's all open. It's all up in the air. Otherwise, I think you're just looking for guys to confirm they're coming back. Dadrian Demerson Taylor said Taylor Demerson said that he was coming back. Let's get confirmation on that. Reggie Pearson alluded to him coming back. Let's get confirmation on that. That makes your defense way better. You're waiting for Jalen Hutchings. You're waiting for Tony Bradford. What do they want to do for another year? Does Trey Wolf return? I think he has another year. A lot of those guys that were on senior night just kind of, you could have two senior nights. Adrian Fry, I think, had two senior nights. You're kind of getting to the end of the road of COVID guys that have that extra year of eligibility, but there's another year you can do it. That's why you get extra limits and you can have more in your high school class and there's going to be more guys leaving next year. You have a huge senior class if guys return. So you're still having to kind of walk through a border to to get through this roster debacle, but everyone's dealing with that. One school will have a ton of turnover this year, and that's Colorado. Um, I wonder how many players from Jackson State are going to show up in Boulder. <laughs> 
Because there's also a lot of power five players, four or five star players that want to go play for Deion Sanders. A lot of them. A lot. I think people under, underestimate even how many guys just want to play for Deion Sanders. Prime time, man. And Colorado, if they don't win a lot, they will be in the news. They will be front page. They will be visible. 100% prime time will not be a thing that's just said about Deion Sanders. Colorado will be must-watch TV next year. Colorado made a great choice. Nobody cares about the Buffaloes. Now they do. Nobody cared about Colorado over the last three years, four years, five years. Now they do. In the same way that the Dallas Cowboys can be 4-10 and ten without Tony Romo and still lead SportsCenter because of the star on the helmet. Well, now there's a star in the head coaching role, and it's Deion Sanders, and he brings attention. 100%. We'll take the final break of the hour here. When we return, we'll wrap up Overreaction Monday here in the Arctic Air Studios. It's the Lubbock... <laughs> I was going to say... Never mind. Uh, 806-855-3712. If you want to join us on the text line, that's where to do it. It's Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. It's Overreaction Monday. Here's this one for you. With the Chiefs losing in recent outstanding play of Cincinnati's Joe Burrows and Buffalo's Josh Allen, have they surpassed Patrick as a quarterback with bigger upside? No. No, they have not. It is really interesting that Joe Burrow and Cincinnati are the Kansas City Chiefs kryptonite. Joe Burrow, though, is the first quarterback to ever win three straight games against Patrick Mahomes. But Joe Burrows didn't outduel Patrick Mahomes. This weekend, I mean, that was a team loss. The defense couldn't make a stop. He made, Joe Burrow made a really good throw late over the middle for the last first down. Otherwise, Samaj P. Ryan ran like a beast. And Joe Burrow threw it underneath all night long, and the Chiefs could not tackle. Interesting. Interesting game, in my opinion. And I 
I think the Chiefs, who look like the best team in football three weeks ago, don't look like the best team in football after a loss. They're still a top five team in football. And I, I, I think they're a better team than Cincinnati. But Cincinnati beat them. And Buffalo went back into the first place spot in the playoffs, which is the only place you get a bye. So, interesting. It's interesting. I'll I'll be a little confused until Thursday when I do my power rankings for the NFL, what's going to happen in the AFC. I'm pretty firm on what the NFC is. Even with the injury to Jimmy G, I'm pretty firm that the Eagles, Cowboys, and 49ers are the top three teams in the NFC. Vikings, Giants, Commanders, Seahawks, all right there as playoff teams. In the AFC... I think there's a bunch of good teams, but they're also hit or miss. Are the Dolphins? Well, they just got beat by the 49ers and Brock Purdy and couldn't score on that defense. The the, the 49ers defense is for real. For real. Bosa is an animal. I would be interested to see if Micah Parsons played Bosa's position full-time, how that would work. And there wasn't a game where he played middle linebacker for 40 snaps. Green Bay, bad decision. Very interested to see how all that plays out. Now, the Dallas Cowboys have a pretty good schedule to finish up. They have to they have to play um, the Texans this weekend. The Texans look really bad. They have to play the Commanders again. They have to play the Eagles again. They've already swept through the Giants. Uh, the The Commanders do not go away easily. They're a pesky team. I wouldn't say they're good. They're pesky. They're a pesky team. And pesky teams are really annoying late in the season. But the commanders, I don't think, are good. There's pesky. Tyler Heineke is not a good quarterback. He's a pesky quarterback. He's good enough to make trouble. Otherwise, the Cowboys' schedule lines up pretty good. To I'm not saying they're going to win out, but they'll be favored. In a bunch of these games. And obviously they get the Eagles again. Uh, around Christmas. On Christmas. Whatever it is. It's going to be really, really interesting. Alright. The final overreaction today I have on Overreaction Monday. Is that the Cheez-It Bowl is a fraud. An absolute fraud. And I've discussed it at length. I probably shouldn't even get into it again. But the Cheez-It Bowl... Picking the ninth place Big 12 team because they are Oklahoma 
is why people think bowl season is a farce. Missouri ducking Kansas is why bowl season is a farce. When you hear people say bowls don't matter, it's because of that. Oklahoma did not earn a trip to Orlando. And I'm not saying this because I think Texas Tech got screwed. I'm saying it because Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, and Baylor all deserved the Cheez-It Bowl. But because you do a draft system and let bowls walk all over you as a conference, they got to choose Oklahoma. Why play a regular season at all? In the Big 12, just play 10 non-conference games. Pick who you want in the conference championship. The winner goes to the Sugar Bowl. Everyone else just gets picked based on not merit, but appeal on television. For the stupid national football fans who don't pay attention to the Big 12, they'll just turn in because of the paperclip. Florida State and Oklahoma is not an intriguing matchup for anybody who's followed college football this season. Oklahoma didn't beat anybody but Nebraska. They lost to Texas 49-0. They went 1-3 in the final four games, but they get, wait for it, the reward. That's why bowl season is looked at like a loser participation trophy reward because you don't have to earn it you just get picked and choosed all right we will be back tomorrow on the raider land i'm rob bro that starts at 11 a.m i've been rob bro be rob bro tomorrow probably too it is tour tuesday tomorrow rob bro show follows we'll see you then The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.